0: Hello and welcome to the Imbue podcast, where we talk to athletes about their journeys in fitness. My name is Alex, and I'll be joined today by my co-host, Kevin Janew. I am a former Division I athlete at the University of Kentucky, now have my own company called Imbue, where we're building a university membership. My buddy Kevin, he's a former Division I athlete as well uh, at the University of Minnesota, now is an engineer by trade, and is a professional bodybuilder. Listen as we tell our stories through our fitness journeys. Just kick it in and see what happens. Um, so
1: cool, we're live. Okay, sweet.
0: <laughs> so why didn't want to do it on Twitch? I'm curious. Say that again. How come you didn't want to do it on Twitch? Were you were you afraid or just? Or i dude, it's funny. I get notifications now every time that you uh, go live. That you, you know, live. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I just uh, I've been running around all day and stuff and didn't really have it all properly set up. But we could do it for the future. So. Um, I'm always streaming stuff, anyway, so could do Sweet. another one. This could just be kind of a, how would you call it, a test trial for both of us. So exactly. Um,
0: and dude, I had no idea. I've known you for like two years now, and I had no idea you were so big on Twitch. You have like two thousand followers. I had no yeah, idea. It's not big. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyways, to me that's big because I, I had no idea. So. I mean,
1: I took a year break from it, too, so.
0: So you lost your following a little bit.
1: No, I didn't lose. Actually, I didn't really lose much. Um, but I could have gained a lot. But now I'm just using it for this kind of idea I had with fitness. And now since Twitch and their staff have kind of like a category for fitness, I'm like, okay, like, let's give it a shot. And then I started that like a few months ago again. So.
0: Is that recent they added that category?
1: Uh, yeah, for sh- like a few months ago. Yeah, crazy. But well, origi- originally, yeah, I was on the, um, on like a few other fitness people and like the Twitch, we were working like one-on-one with them and they were trying to push it. And like I was on front page and like get like 2,000. V- yeah, at one time I was on front page and I had like 2,000 uh, viewers at one point and stuff. So it's...
0: Like doing your live workouts and stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Damn, dude, that's pretty cool.
1: So I think... really cool. Yeah, I think it's a cool thing though because you know it's like a platform for typically video gamers but they're trying to expand on that and i don't know it's a cool way to spread like fitness awareness if the terms for that because like youtube is so saturated with youtube it's it's like good luck trying to get like big on there i mean you can but um this is something yeah. completely different so
0: well and the fitness industry needs a streaming service right now, like they don't really have any good options, right, and so I think that no. there's a big opportunity there and there, I think there's people who are trying to co- kind of converge on it like well, we're doing that in you too like we're trying to converge on that
1: yeah as well. so the the cool part too is you know like you get that live feedback where people literally come in with like fitness questions, you can just help them straight up there, and I think that's super cool
0: I agree, I agree, dude, so. Um, the point of this podcast, or at least what I was thinking, the point of this podcast to be, of course, it could always evolve, was to hear like our uh different people's fitness journeys. So, like, I feel like everybody has a very unique entry point into fitness and has a very unique story for why they do what they do in the fitness space. Um, so, like, I'm just curious, when was like your first. What was your first sport Did you played, or first like memory that you attached yourself as like, I don't know, an athlete, or saw yourself in the in the eyes of of being, uh, in the fitness industry, I guess. Or maybe that's not even the, maybe that's not even the right way to go about it. Just what, what, what like what was the first sport that you played, and and what was the first memory around around sports?
1: So for sports, I did track, soccer, and then football. Um, ninth grade. Eighth and ninth grade I did soccer. I was pretty good at that. And then my grandfather was a teacher there and he knew some of the strength and at conditioning where? coaches. At what high school?
0: No, uh you said your grandfather was a strength and conditioning coach?
1: No, he was a math teacher actually. At the high school I went to, like back in the day. Oh yeah. And yeah. he knew of a lot of the staff there, especially the strength and conditioning. And they're like, Oh, let's you know, let's get him to push for football because I pretty fast sprinter and all that fun stuff. And uh, the, there was this initial, I mean, I weight lifted, you know, middle school, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, did I know what I was doing? Probably not. But there was like this initial test called the Ironman for football, where it tests you in like strength, agility, blah, blah, blah. And like, if you win, you get a guaranteed spot for varsity or whatever. And I did it and I ended up winning. I was like, like, I had no idea. And they called up my name. I'm like, Oh, all right, sweet. (laughs) <laughs> like I, I like I didn't really like think anything of it at the time, but I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." And then, I think it was my senior year high school. Um, I think, yeah, like I, me and my my girlfriend at the time, she moved to college. Um, cause she was a year older than me, and then I was like, "You know what? I want something new." And I picked up fitness, and I'm a research dude, hey, so I working. like. Say that again. Like
0: fitness and as in like weightlifting.
1: Weightlifting, yeah. So I did it. I did it more for like the look wise at first, but then, you know, once I started getting stronger, I was I was lucky enough where a lot of people when they start off they don't know really know what they're doing. I just like researched the heck out of it. I got on the right plan, the right thing right away, and I started seeing results really quick. Like an example was, uh, my squat went from two oh five to like three fifteen within like a few months, and right there I was like I was hooked. I was like, okay, like I guess genetically naturally, like I'm really good at something like this, so I'm gonna stick with it and see where it goes. And then became to the point where you know I, I don't need that motivation. It's just like waking up, brushing my teeth. It's just like part of my life and. Part of who i don't you know are. it's yeah it's pretty much like an identity to me now but the big thing i like about it is it taught me like you know discipline and structure as and you mm-hmm. can apply those but we can go more about that later on but that's kind of yeah. the start of my journey for fitness
0: dang so. dude i didn't even know that um but yeah but what's I yours you now left. i want to hear it Want to hear mine okay um yeah. Well, let's see. My first memory of athletics was uh, soccer. Um, I must have been probably three or four. I played. I have three sisters.
1: Oh, so, oh, we're going way back, cause
0: yeah, dude. I'm starting like way the heck. The oh, heck okay, way. I so,
1: okay. I just thought like something like middle school, high school. But yeah, I mean, I I went back to I did a lot of baseball as a kid. My first memory was soccer too. But yeah, continue,
0: dude. What the heck? Okay, well, we'll get back to that in a second. Yeah. Um, but I remember I was like. I was the goal scorer kid on the team and my sisters were the dandelion pickers and I'd get so mad because they would just, basically it was like a one man band me versus either team. And they'd be out, you know, frolicking in the field and picking dandelions and stuff. Um, so it was like my first like sport memory, I guess. um, but then I went into speed skating. So, how I got into that is my mom was actually on the national team for Team Canada. And so she wanted us to get into speed skating. And I was actually pretty good at it and ended up going to nationals. i like placid when I was, I think, like fourth grade. And, but I, I kind of burned out on it. Um, like I think a lot of people do who are good at sports when they're super young, they kind of burn out. Um, but at the same time, I was playing baseball. And that was kind of like my passion. That was like, that was my passion for a good part of my life, actually. Um, so I played, so I ended up quitting speed skating and playing baseball and that's where all, all my friends were. So it was actually like a huge part of my identity. And the biggest thing I wanted was to go to go play division one college, uh, or go play division one baseball. That was like the dream for me. And so I, so I was playing baseball, uh, up until my sophomore. or, well, so I, I was playing baseball and then I started up hockey, uh, I think probably like my sixth grade year. And then my seventh grade year, one of my best friends uh, invited me to run track and I ran like a 33,800 or something crazy like that. Like something super, super slow. I was just absolutely terrible. And I was like, this sport sucks. Like I'm, I'm uh, no good at it. And actually I also preface that I was, uh, when I was younger, I ran quite a bit. Like I think the time I was speed skating, I ran like a 20 minute 5k in fourth grade, which is pretty fast. At least i feel like for you know a fourth grader <clears throat> so i was a good runner when i was younger but i, I stopped after I, I quit speed skating and went to baseball and whatnot but then i, I had a, then i had a little bout again when i was in middle school and then i, I after that one year i was like okay i'm never running ever again and so I, so I was playing baseball hockey and uh no running so just baseball and hockey and then my uh, what was it my freshman year I started running cross country just to get in shape for hockey and I ended up getting in really good shape really quickly and I was I think I made varsity my freshman year So my first year running um which is pretty cool for me because I had not ran since I was like very very little and then uh this then the winter came played hockey played baseball and then uh the next year came around I ran cross country again. And this was kind of like, that fall was like almost, well, actually, it was a very big turning point in my life. Up until that point, my friends um, were not the best influence on me, so to speak. I mean, now looking back on that, it's very, very crystal clear to see. And a lot of them have gotten into pretty big trouble. Like, for example, I know, like my best friend growing up, he went to, he went to Juve. And for like selling hard drugs or something crazy like that, I don't, I don't know exactly what it was for, but, but those are the people that I was hanging out with because that's who I grew up with. <laughs> and so, um, so sorry, fast forward back to the to this fall of cross country when I was, when I was running, I got really good at it. It kind of pulled me away from those people and kind of put me into a different group. And I'll remember this. I remember this so distinctly, like going into my, or going, going, yeah, going to the last race of the season. Um, the race before I'd ran just like the worst race. And I was running in, in running shoes. And I don't know if you guys know cross country, you wear track spikes or spikes to run. So I was running running shoes all season. I just had this terrible race. I'm like, I'm dumped the sport. I hate it. I don't know why I do this. Like I was just going on and on. And uh, so I think the weekend before the sections or whatever, I went to Canada, grabbed some spikes for my cousin because he was a really good runner actually. And came back down and ran sections in, and then running in the spikes, I PR'd by like over a minute and ended up making it to state by one position. So I just made it. And I think it was like by 0.1. It was like, literally, you couldn't make a movie about it. <laughs> like, and it was kind of crazy too, because going to that race, I knew that I was going to make it to state. It was just kind of a, I don't know, it was like the meeting of the stars. And that kind of changed my trajectory. I started running, uh, t- taking it more seriously. I ran at state and didn't do that well, but. Uh, then I played hockey that winter, and then that following spring I started out playing baseball. And my track coach, who was my cross country coach at the same time, he was like, "Dude, what the heck? You made the state and you're playing baseball." And at that point, I kind of realized I wasn't going to go anywhere for baseball. um I didn't make varsity my sophomore year, so I was like, "I can go on varsity track." And um, that yeah, and then after that year, I went and ran, didn't make it to state, but I made it to. Uh, nationals outside somehow actually i ran faster outside uh in the summer because it was later in, in the season and then the next year after that i qualified for usa uh world youths or no world youth trials and the year after that i qualified for world junior trials which was pretty crazy i was out in sacramento and then went to go run division one so that's like a super quick backstory of my
1: athletic career okay so yeah you win. Way back there, then. Yeah, I mean, way man, young. To, I just kind of started would, at middle school. So,
0: <laughs> no, I'm gonna hear it, dude. Let's hear elementary, man. We got time. We got time. Let's hear it.
1: Yeah. So, again, my earliest memory was soccer. And I've, I don't even know, like three, four, For five, reach, something like that. I feel like that's a common thing, though. No, um, okay, true. <laughs> and then I did a lot of baseball as a kid and then basketball and then. It was around I've told you this before around fifth sixth grade and then through yeah like seventh eighth I was really really into skateboarding that I had like yeah a sponsorship dude. with third layer skate park and like everyone's like dude, you should go pro you should go pro blah 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 um I still have a lot of videos and pictures of it it's really fun stuff to look at, but I was really into it I would snowboard dude, too because
0: I haven't even seen any of that
1: stuff. What the heck, man? <laughs> yeah. So That's it's, so cool. That was a huge part of my life for a long time. And I, dude, I still, this is day. I've never broken a bone. I don't know how. I used to just, I used to have some bad bales, but I've never broken a bone. I don't know. Just fun fact. But yeah, it used to be a huge part of my life. And I don't know. It's, it's kind of funny looking back at it. But sometimes I whip dude. out the skateboard here and there. So.
0: Whenever I think of skateboarding, I think of this video. I think it was Ryan Sheckler or something. He was like grinding on, a, uh, like a curb or like a bench or something, and he got his trucks got caught, and then he did a faceplant and just whoosh, just whammed his head into the concrete. Yeah. It was like he That's, broke his skull. Was like, oh my god. Yeah. What was your was, What was your nastiest wipeout? I'm curious.
1: Probably a railing. Uh, it took me a lot of time and confidence to get into grinding like um, stair rails, you know, like down like a stairway that that took a lot lot of uh, time to build up to that in a lot of bales. So probably one of those. Um, Actually, one time I was on a vert ramp. I used to like, if you know the difference between vert and street, um, I was kind of more of like a street skater. Oh, Um,
0: okay.
1: But I would do vert too. Um, But yeah, I think One of the craziest ones, which isn't too bad, but I, I was on a vert ramp and then I like pretty much just located my pointer finger and it was like in a weird position and like just snapped back and it was like, fine. It was really weird, but never broke anything surprisingly, but a lot of cuts, bruises, um, you know, all that fun stuff in between. So
0: dude, skateboarding is just like a rough, yeah, it's just super rough. How did oh, you even gosh. get into it? Like, what, what, how did you get into it? Because I, like, okay, I dabbled in in, in uh, skateboarding, but I was, like, very, I was garbage. Like, I was so yeah. bad
1: at it. Uh, I think it was just, like, the childhood friends. We all kind of got into it. Um, I mean, I did it through elementary school as well. And, yeah, I mean, me and my friends, we would just get together and practice, and, like, we learned how to ollie, and then we learned how to, like, do a pop shove it, and then we learned how to, like, kickflip, vario kickflip, then 360 flip. And then we're grinding now we're like doing see, see, yeah i could <laughs> fun fact uh, it was it was like maybe a year ago i haven't hadn't stepped on i mean i would like ride around and stuff but i hadn't like stepped on a skateboard to do a trick in like a long time i did a kickflip and i was like the first try i was like okay that's really lucky it's just muscle memory but um yeah i'm gonna yeah. If I give me like a week of practice and I could probably get back to some of it, but I'm definitely at like, it's a different now because my body is completely different.
0: I was going to say, dude, if you all would you snap the board in half, like,
1: yeah, but no, it's sometimes I just like cruising around for fun and going around lakes and all that. But yeah, I did a lot of, I don't have a long board, but I, yeah, I always used to do that with my friends and stuff, but, um, it's fun to jump on here and there a good time but i always keep it in my trunk so you just never know skateboard
0: <laughs> never know when it's gonna when you're gonna need it
1: yeah nice oh so, yeah i so you, don't know that was so a, you went
0: from so you went from skateboarding and then you went so skateboarding to football and then i know you, you ran track at the u too right dude you're just like so versatile this is crazy
1: so yeah it, i run
0: but how you got into track
1: i was always like fast sprinter like i figured that out through baseball Like. I mean I was always stealing bases and shit and then um, soccer too like I was just noticeably faster and then um football Wait, question. Yeah.
0: Did you ever go to Cooperstown for baseball?
1: No. I oh.
0: Baseball Dude, wasn't I like
1: wasn't like a big thing like it was just kind of more of a fun thing. I was good at it but I was never like super serious about it so
0: 'Cause I went with I went I went with a bunch of Burnsville kids um to Cooperstown when I was younger. Okay. I don't I don't know if you know like Corey Otto or like Brock Bertram or no. any of those guys. Yeah, maybe a couple of years. Brock plays basketball now. I think he played at University of Buffalo. He was like okay. he was super tall. But anyways. Yeah, sorry, continue.
1: So yeah, I started I was just fast. Um like my legs have always been big, and that's funny because like Bodybuilding and calf genetics. I was looking at pictures of me in like sixth grade. Even like, you could look at a little kid picture of me, and like I have just like calves and like big legs. I'm like, there's just something that's always been there with me, and um, it, it just it's funny because whenever I go out or like on Twitch, people will be like, they're "Like, wow, nice upper body," but like, what do those legs look like? And just I'm just like, yeah, they're really small. You know, it's just like mess with people, but it's always been a dominant part for me and like sprinting um is just i don't know been a just a explosive thing for me and i got into um yeah so baseball and then from there it was uh i got into track middle school like the gym teacher was like hey you should try out track like you're noticeably like fast and then i got to do it through there did it through high school and then um everything kind of tied in where I liked football. It's just Brinsville wasn't that great. Like maybe if I had like a better team, I'd be like more into it. But um, yeah, I was like a running back um, corner. Those are my two positions. Um, So just sprinting basically. And then um, yeah, through there um, went to college or track, uh, I just played or did that two years. Um, you, say, mostly that, you just, say
0: that so casually, like, Oh, I was went to college for track, but anybody <laughs> it, who's run like or played college knows how incredibly arduous that process is. Like, yeah, take us to that.
1: Um, so it was, I, I just did pretty much short distance sprinting. Um, I there was a time I tried to get into like pole vaulting and stuff too, but um, and then there was a point where you know I enjoyed track but then I was just trying to focus on school and then finished there. Um and then I pretty much went from straight undergrad to my masters and then my master's to uh graduate certificate, blah blah blah. And then now I'm here and that's where you know where I'm at. So um that's kind of a timeline of everything there. So but yeah, it's I miss skateboarding when I think about it. But Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I couldn't see my if I stuck with it I I 100% could have gone far for it. And um, a lot of the pros and stuff, like they're around like my height. I wouldn't say like my build now and stuff. But I think if I went into skateboarding, I probably wouldn't be like bodybuilding kind of a thing. So, well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'll be the first bodybuilder skateboarder. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For those who listen, which I'm not sure if anybody listened to this one, but uh, this is a a test run. But for those who just did listen, just skip right to this point. Kevin is basically a professional skateboarder. He's also a professional <laughs> track runner and a professional bodybuilder, all in one. So he's uh, I would
1: say professional, but I'll take it.
0: <laughs> basically. But um, yeah, dude, I'm actually wait. I, I kind of go back because I ran track. I'm curious what your experience was like uh, running at the U. Like, did you did you get scouted in high school, or was it, or did you go and walk on there, or? And then what was your experience with the team? Like, did you, how did you like competing? How did you like your coaches and all that kind of stuff? I'm curious.
1: Yeah. So the cool thing was I had a friend, uh, his name's Anthony. Me and him uh, were friends since uh, elementary school, actually. And me and him both like stuck through the same journey through up to that into college where, I mean, he did like uh long jump and all that stuff. But like he, uh, we kind of like stuck with it and he was kind of a, big person to like keep me st- like sticking with it Um, but overall like yeah the coaches um, team made some good friends that I'm still really good friends with through that Um and it was it was tough you know with the training and school and then I also commuted so like um that was a lot and that's kind of one of the reasons why I got out of track but like I ended on like a good note and I'm like okay you know I'm gonna focus on just school and then go from there but I don't know I enjoyed it when I did but I was like there was a point where I was like you know I'm gonna take it for what it was I had a great time but now I'm like I'm on something different now and then um, like sticking with like the bodybuilding and stuff too through that was probably the most difficult part because I mean you know this too like eating 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 oh my gosh
0: you know my damn chicken
1: yeah so but it's it came a thing where like bodybuilding and the track they i mean they contradict each other you know so
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i, think I it's better
0: with printing but it's more symbiotic right but still
1: yeah, yeah yeah i mean you know what i mean but like yeah if i did yeah. marathon runs that's it's a different thing but it's funny <laughs> though when you actually look at sprinters like a lot of them are just jacked It's crazy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they look awesome but um Yeah, I still incorporate a lot of, like, hit cardio for sprinting-wise into a lot of my – when I cut down a bit. Not too much, though. It's really hard on the body for, you know, having, like, just extra – I have a small frame. Like, I have a wide frame, but, like, my joints and everything are very small. So, just the extra, like, meat on me and, like, sprinting and stuff, it really tears down my joints and stuff. And I'm at the point where, like – longevity and you know keeping everything good and like my knees I had my knee surgery all that so Mm -hmm. um but yeah I I enjoy sprinting I mean for me it's like a get the runner's high from that not marathon running but like sprinting I definitely get it so (laughs) nice dude nice that's crazy
0: yeah I think also I think it's super underappreciated that you were able or like you had the foresight to pull out of athletics when you did like some people stay in it way too long and you know i mean this this could be a whole other podcast topic in itself but like for some reason with for with like distance athletes or people in olympic sports um i mean it's no secret that most of them don't reach their goals like everybody's goal as a runner is to be an olympic gold medalist right yeah and there can only be one every four years and so like 99.9% of people don't reach that goal. Yeah. And so for you to be able to take a step back and be like, Hey, this was great. You know, I had my run and I enjoyed it for what it was, but I'm going to move on to other things now. I think it's like super, super respectful, like really,
1: well, um, that's just, that's what the thing is like, you know, I, I didn't see myself going for that Olympic gold medal, but like not that I was being lazy, it's like I wanted to do my full effort towards other things that I could put, you know, my full whatever towards. But again, I, I had a great time. I did really well. I took it for it. I was ended on a great note. And then I'm just like, now it's time to, uh, focus on some other stuff. And, but yeah, definitely. So, I mean, there are people that just give it them all and that's really what they want to do. But that wasn't like a thing that I ultimately wanted to do. You know, it was just kind mm-hmm. of a, more for fun and just to really push myself and see where I take it kind of a thing so
0: yeah respect for real. so
1: yeah if you go back to your uh track experience too cuz you I mean you you could dropped out of college right
0: yeah i did yeah so if, so, if,
1: if, if yeah, yeah if you could also explain too like if you were still in college would you have taken track all the way
0: for sure so my journey is a bit interesting. Um, so I, I mean, I start. I didn't start track until my sophomore year of high school, and I got really good really quickly. Like uh, my first year, I ran like two minutes, which, or actually, my first year I ran a minute fifty-seven uh, for the 800, which is pretty, pretty decent, um, but not like anything too crazy. And then the next year, I dropped it down to one fifty-three, um, which allowed me to go to the World Youth Trials. And then the year after that, went down to one fifty-one. And so, like, just in that short period of time, that's a lot of time to drop in. I got the attention of a lot of pretty good schools around the country. And um, so, going into my senior year, I was really set on going to Stanford, like, and running there. Um, I had the marks for it, and all I needed was the time. Actually, I, that's a lie. I had the marks with track to get in. I, um, I don't know if I would have been able to get in just on my own. Like, I had good ACT scores and, like, a really high GPA, but um, I needed like a 36 and I had like a 30 on the ACT or something like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so in my, in my time, um, so basically how it works is you have like a decision. They have to sign day. I think ours was in April. There's an early one and there's a late one. I ended up choosing the late one because I hadn't visited all my schools yet. I visited LSU, University of Minnesota and University of Kentucky. And actually it's kind of funny. The reason I, looking at the university of kentucky was because my cousin was there Uh, and he he's an 800 meter runner and a big reason why i got into sports in the first place and um so i mean obviously it was like first it was my first like thought to go train with him like he's a big reason why i got into sport he still lost me go train with him and the there was from kentucky too so kind of seemed like a natural fit they offered a really good scholarship for both academic and athletic and yeah. So the pieces just kind of came together. And so I ended up signing with them. And then about two weeks later, I ran the time that I needed to go to Stanford, which was like kind of crazy. So then I was facing this dilemma, like, do I go to Stanford or like, do I decommit and, and go to Stanford or do I stay with Kentucky? And the rules at the time were basically, if you decommit, then you lose a year of eligibility. I was like, okay, running is really what I want to do for, you know, for the foreseeable future. And if I do this, it might screw it up. It might, it might screw up my training, blah, 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 blah. And so I ended up not doing it. And then my cousin uh, was dropped from the track team. <laughs> like, And so I was like, oh, shit. I don't know if this is going to be good. Like, One of the biggest reasons I went here was because of him. And now he's not on the team anymore. And he ended up going to Florida State, uh, transferred to Florida State after that. I was like, Oh, this is probably not a good sign. But, uh, so I got there and I started training. I started training in the summer here. And then that fall, um, I got into really good shape. Like I was probably in the best shape of my life. Like, um, I think I ran an eight K and my five K split in that eight K was 1545 for the five K. And so, Yeah, I mean, for me, that was like, I mean, my fastest 5K before that was 16.05. So to go 20 seconds faster, but with, and I still had three more kilometers to go. So that was like super, super encouraging in the fall. But in that 8K race, I actually broke my hip. So like, I had this thing called, I don't even remember what it was called.
1: I swear, some of the most injuries are from marathon runners. (laughs) Yeah, dude, seriously. I mean, you'd think not, right?
0: (laughs) Well, it's because of overuse, man. Overusage. Yeah. Like, yeah. they just run it. Like, at, for example, at our university, and I think this is a problem across every single Division I sports program, they run their athletes into the ground. Like, they don't really have much thought that goes into the training. It's just kind of like, we're going to run the, you.
1: And the longevity and, of the people, too, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a lot of people who go to college sports. We, we have some of the most talented athletes here in the U.S. And they go to run... They go to compete in you know swimming or uh, tennis or you know track and field and they just get burnt out because the coaches here run them to the ground and it's not yeah, it's not fair. Not fair at all. <clears throat> um and that's what I experienced, right? Like I was over training, like we we I don't even think we had rest days. Like looking back at my training log, maybe our recovery one, our recovery runs, our recovery days were runs that we were going, you know, seven our six to seven minute mile pace, or I think it was like six, minute, six, sometimes six minute mile pace on our recovery runs.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so we'd be running seven days a week and your body just can't, your body needs time to recover. Your recovery is just as important as your training. Um, I would argue almost even more important. Yeah. And they just, for some reason, you know, that's not a part of college sports programs, which it needs to be. And it's interesting, you look at, a, you look at a, a country like Norway, who literally has the population of Minnesota, but has more Olympic medals than any other country uh, in the world for, I think, all sports, but for sure, or the, I mean, m- most of them come from the winter sports. Um, I know every year they just like kick everybody's butt, but um, yeah. Why
1: do you think that is?
0: I think they have, I don't know, maybe they have better training programs or just a different culture. Um you know, I don't actually know, but I I would assume it's because they train their athletes better. And there's this weird thing, the I don't know if you experienced this growing up, but there's this weird thing in like sports where coaches, like in in when you're at like a developmental age, like middle school, early high school, they'll play the athletes at diff, like at different playing times instead of playing evenly. And I think that has a huge negative effect on not only their self esteem. Like, well, I mean, for sure, the self-esteem gets them disinterested in sports and gets them out of the sport, gets out of uh, kids out of sports uh, quicker when they don't even know if they have the capabilities to become something super great. Like, I mean, well, I didn't start running until I was a sophomore, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, so. it's the thing, too. It's where like the good, good kids, or at least at least initial good kids will get the most game time, you know, and they'll just keep getting better while the kids that don't, you know, they're not going to get that. um so it's, yeah, it's definitely really interesting.
0: Well, and everybody matures differently, right? Like not everybody's yeah. going
1: to be an all-star
0: in seventh grade or, or in 10th grade, like everybody has a different time for them to mature and become, you know, the athlete that they were meant to be or whatever. And some, I think maybe there's a, there's a good chunk of people here in the U.S. who don't get the opportunity because of uh, team sports or, or I don't know, some along the lines of that where, someone someone else kind of intervenes and cuts their career short before yeah before they had the chance to bloom or blossom
1: so would you say you're more of a you know team sport kind of person or like individual sport person
0: individual sport person but i forgot i didn't really finish your full conversation about kentucky um i'll get back to that though uh so yeah so so then um going back to kentucky i was running there in the fall i should really like the people there um I have a great team and uh, some actually the funniest part is <laughs> two of my best friends that I met there didn't even go to school at, at the university. I met one guy, I went to this modeling agency there. He was like the choreographer and we just like, literally this, this dude is one of my best friends. His name's Ty. And he owns two donut shops there in, in Kentucky. Literally one of my best friends. I was there, I was actually, I was there this summer uh, visiting him. And then another one of my friends, Christian, he's very, he's very much involved in, you know, uh, in the startup space, and so we working on a, a cool side project while I was there as, as well because I was interested in a lot of startup things when I was at Kentucky and' actually surprisingly, they had a pretty decent program there, but anyways, <clears throat> so I, I raced a couple races at Kentucky, and man, they were just absolutely horrid. Um, I remember after I was injured, I, I i think two days off, and then I was on the bike, and part of that was my Insecurity, like I didn't want to lose my training because I was in such good shape. Like I was probably one forty seven, one forty eight shape uh, for like for for the eight hundred uh, in my conditioning. <clears throat> but also was like my my coach too, right? Like I mean, I think part of the, part of the part of the being a good coach involves telling the athletes when to back off a little bit too, even when they want to, you know, go all out. Um, so, so I trained basically all through my hip injury and did an insane amount of rehabilitation and got back running, I think, within a month and a half. And then we had our first indoor meet in Indiana. And I, I think I I ran a 1,000. I ran a terrible time. I ran like 2.30 or something like that. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, wow. I hope this is not a sign of what the season is going to be. Um, so then we had, a, then we had our first indoor meet at Kentucky um, and I ran the DMR <clears throat> and I actually ran pretty good. I, well, I, I thought I ran really good. I was like, what was my time? What? 150, 149. And they're like, no, like you split 153. I was like, oh shit, that's so bad. And then, so then the next day I had the 800. I was like, I got to go sub 150. Like got to go sub 150. And then I ended up running like a 153, 154 or something like that. I was like, oh my God, why am I running so terribly? And honestly, I think that was that was one of the fastest times I ran that year. It was just a year of just absolute pain for me. Um, I think the next indoor maybe that was the end of my indoor season, or maybe I ran one more. I don't remember. But then we, then we went to outdoor season. I remember I ran at can, no, I ran at Austin in, in Texas. Uh, we had to meet down in Texas. Actually, that was my first time on a private plane. Um, I mean, it was a big one, but it was it was still chartered. That was kind of cool. Um, so the whole team went to Austin, Texas, and that was really fun. I think it was in March and I ran, I I didn't run well there. I think I ran the same time, 154, 155, maybe even slower than that. Actually, I think I ran slower than that, but my body was just so fatigued and so tired. And yeah, it was, it was just a really tough time. And then, uh, ran in North Carolina again later and ran 154 and that was my last season. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm out of here. Like I tried talking to my coach, trying to get him to change the plan and whatnot, and he just was not willing to budge. And, like, part of the reason why I left school I mean, there's two parts. One, um, one of the biggest reasons I was there was to run. And I was like, okay, well, my coach isn't going to help me get to where I want to go as a runner. So I'm going to leave. Another reason is I was into, like, you know, starting my own company. I I had a clothing company I started in high school and was. Uh, trying to continue to run it there, um, but it was pretty difficult. And most of the valuable stuff that I had learned was outside of school, like from my mentors, from different things I was doing in the community, and my professors. They would never done anything in the realm of business or anything like that. I'm like, okay, so we're paying this university so much money for an education, like for, and they're teaching us stuff that they'd never learned or done in practice in real life. I was like, okay, this is just retarded. Like, why would, how would anybody pay for this? Like. And then thirdly is that I don't really like the people I was, people I was around, like at the university. Like I love my teammates and, and everything, but it's just, like the, I'm talking about like the general university, like everybody was out partying and, and doing stuff like that. And that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to focus on me and building my life and building my business. And yeah. So did you ever have a
1: about. party phase?
0: Um, when I was younger, when I was in like seventh and eighth grade, when I was with, um, some of my old some of my old friends from childhood. Yeah, I started started young, but I stopped before my freshman year. So, but um, oh, but, but then after universe, sorry, but after Kentucky, I ran with a professional team here uh, called Team USA Minnesota, and then hung up the track spikes for good because uh, I was just super stressed out because I had started a uh, a company with uh, four other guys locally here, and that was just taking its toll on me. And while training as well, it was just it was just so much work. So yeah, that's when I hung up the track spikes. but, oh, but also, dude, I don't, I don't know if I told you this, but did I tell you that I got selected for, uh, this thing with, called the next Olympic hopeful? Did I tell you about that? I don't think so. So like, I mean, one of the ways I've been, I mean, you know, one of the ways I've been trying to get, uh, gym owners to become aware about my product is going out and working out with the different gyms with the gym owners. And a consequence of this has been me getting in like really, really good shape. And so I saw this ad for the next Olympic hopeful and basically had to do these few tests. So I did them. And like, actually I was pretty surprised at what I was able to do. Like I think my three rep max was like 345. Um, I don't know. There's just stuff like that. My 49 was four uh, or my 400 was 49. Just like, just like pretty good test score. So I ended up submitting it and they selected me to come out for a training camp in Lake Placid. I mean, it was supposed to be the end of April, but with all this coronavirus stuff, it's pushed back now. But,
1: oh yeah. man, that's awesome. crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't know
1: that.
0: Yeah, so that'll be, that'll be pretty fun. I, I hope it still happens. I think it's going to get pushed back this summer, but, but so anyways, yeah, so there's 50 people that they take in and then they take five to come train. I'm not sure if you're a part of Team USA or how that all works, but I actually haven't announced that yet. I actually don't think I'm supposed to announce that. So, but I don't think anybody's amazing to listen to this anyway, so we'll be good. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: awesome, man. I think did you send that in the group chat that one time? I think
0: Yeah, I did. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. I
1: did send that. Yeah, yeah. So That's cool, man. Yeah, hopefully it uh doesn't get canceled, just postpone. <laughs> I know that's what I'm hoping to for the summer.
0: But yeah, anyways, that's my I'm gonna get off my pedestal and I wanna chat more about like what you're doing currently. Like I so, Kevin is a, is a he's big into the classical physique, right? For bodybuilding?
1: Yeah. So, the category that, or at least I was doing. Um, you're,
0: you're in a different mo- one now?
1: Well, it, it, the show is the Twin Cities Open, which is at Mystic Lake, but there's a great chance it's going to get canceled, which is a bummer. So, I should do um, a
0: virtual one, Zoom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. But yeah, the category uh, is classic physique, which. If anyone's familiar with the categories, it's uh, Classic, which is the more, you know, board shorts. And then there's the bodybuilding, which we all are aware of. And then Classic Physique is kind of in the middle of, between the two. So, um, but yeah, that would be the category that hopefully, if all goes well with the Federation and stuff, um, that would be the one I'll be competing in. That's lit.
0: So how'd you get into it in the first place? Cause like I, I didn't explain like you first got into weightlifting. Was it just kind of like a natural evolution? Like, okay, I'm getting pretty big. Now I'm going to show it off and see if I can win this competition. Or like did some, did some of your friends do it? Or I'm curious like how did that kind of evolved.
1: So yeah, it was just kind of a natural thing. Like I was just getting strong really fast. My body was just like responding really well. And then. Uh, I never really thought about competing, but then people at the gym, like multiple people, are like, Hey, you should compete. You should compete. They're like, Are you going to compete? And they're like, You do really well. And just like multiple people. So I was like, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I don't really care too much about competing, um, but I could do well in it. Um, and the cool thing about it too is, even if you don't do well, you will be in the best condition. Um, of your life like it just it takes a lot of dedication and a lot of commitment and it's not easy that's for sure um but once you get there it's definitely very very rewarding and um yeah that's it's like if i go that way and that i can actually do you know a decent or get a decent chance in winning this thing it's like why not do it for fun you know so that's kind of my thing on competing but I mean, I could take it to the point where, you know, I could get my pro card and stuff, which I know if I put myself to it, I very much could. What does that mean, um,
0: getting a pro card?
1: So you basically do a um, local show. Mm -hmm. And then um, once you win, like if I win one right this time, um, I could get my pro card. So then I go to a national level where... Um, yeah, you go, I don't know where the nationals are for this, but then from there, um, you just work your way up. But, um, at that stage, it's a very, very competitive environment. So like locally I can do really well, but, um, nationally that's where it can get really, I mean, these dudes are 24 seven live in this lifestyle and it's, it's a lot of work. People don't realize, and it's, it, it's to the point too where it can become almost unhealthy, um, as well. You gotta be careful there
0: mm-hmm yeah i i mean the yeah i i've definitely heard that before but i, w- I want to touch on like what you said about uh the dedication piece because i think that's super super important like for anything athletic and sports like how you do one thing is how you do everything right and so oh, yeah so like, so like your dedication to um working out you know whatever twice a day or I, no actually you only work out once a day right you only work out once a day for 45 minutes
1: right? Uh, a little weightlifting. I mean, if you count like me doing, you know, morning cardio, you know, I do that. Um, you could count that as a second workout, but yeah, usually just like once, uh, once a day for the weightlifting part, but I do do cardio either in the morning or, uh, for the, it'll get to the point where it's every day. Yeah. Right now it's not, but it's close to it.
0: Damn. That's pretty impressive. So what's like a normal, What is like a normal day for Kevin. Like um, cause, okay. So for those of you who don't know, Kevin's also really freaking smart. He's a medical engineer, works at Medtronic, super smart guy. So like I said, I'm, pret- I'm just pretending
1: Superman. to be one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I'm curious, like, how does that, like, how do you fit that into your schedule being like a really smart person? Like, how, how are you able to, to, to have two like great things coexist simultaneously? Cause most people can only have one, right? And how do you, right. Yeah. So, so
1: what what has worked for me is let's say we're not in quarantine right now, yeah. <laughs> everything is normal. Um, so what I do, let's just go like through the process of like how I I'm um, cut down to. So the first thing, if I'm going, you know, starting to cut down, lose body fat, I'll first um, adjust the diet, and then I get around like 24, 2500 calories. From there, I do not lower it because one, I'll start running into hunger problems. Um, my own sanity, um, cravings, um, just overall my mood, my workouts get affected if I go anything under that. But then from there, I start adding in cardio, which is usually post-workout. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll what start this that, month.
0: Why post-workout?
1: Um, just convenience. And, you know, there's a lot of research on, you know, facet cardio versus non fasted cardio. Um, also, you're like your glycogen um, is depleted post-workout as well. Um, There's a lot of different science on that. I mean, that's like a whole podcast on its own. But the thing is, um, so yeah, I start with like a few cardio sessions post-workout. Then that might get to like five. And then it's at the point where, you know, I'm increasing the length of those. But then then it's at the point where it's like, I need to keep the deficit going. So what do I do? I have to do morning fasted cardio just for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. But then let's say this is at like, the peak of um you know doing my cardio everything I would usually work up or wake up at like f- sometimes even four thirty in the morning, but usually like five um, wake up, hop on my uh, stationary bike, do cardio um, and then jump in the shower um, make my breakfast, grab the meals I need to for work, and then come home um, and then you know, eat my meals throughout the day through work, and then come home, um, and then go eat my pre-workout meal. Go to the gym, uh, weightlift, and then do post-workout. And then it might be like seven p.m. at that time. Try to do you know Twitch music, other stuff I need to work on. Uh, make more meals, more eat. Try to enjoy myself at the end of the day with something, <laughs> either that's a movie or just you know whatever. And then wake up or go to bed and then repeat um pretty consistent, but it's pretty much from right when I wake up to at the end of the day, I am pretty much active doing something, eating too on top of it, doing cardio here and there, so it gets it gets really tough, not gonna lie yeah dude, that's super impressive, but like that
0: that structure and that um yeah, I think that structure and that discipline is what has gotten you to become so like, well, like successful in in your endeavors. I mean,
1: being able the to though, that
0: stuff is not easy. Like, no, the easy. thing
1: is, the thing is, is like, you gotta you have to want it. Like, this isn't like That's it's so, so it's so easy to give up, and people do it. But like, you have to really want it, and there's like that inner, inner flame, and yeah, that just keeps you going even when like it just really sucks there's like it just you got to have that in you or else it's you won't you'll fail and you'll like just burn out but
0: how do um, do you get through how do you how do you get through those times that really suck (sighs)
1: sometimes i have like that deeper motivation even if it's like really personal um it just do it it sucks just do it like sometimes i won't even think about it um but yeah, it just, you got to do it like every day. Like I, I don't want to do cardio, you know, but I just, once I start doing it, then I just, I'm like, okay, I'm there, I'm doing it. Um, it's just that initial, like, we're all doing it. Like you're laying down in bed, you're kind of lazy. You're like, I know I have to do this thing, but like, I don't want to. Like, you just have to just get up and just start doing it, you know? And then from there, I know it gets easier. So that's kind of, I adapt that to a lot of different things. Easier said than done, though. Let's be honest.
0: That's so true. That is so true.
1: Gosh. So it's it's a huge balance juggle game for all of it. Um, and, you know, and like keeping up with relationships that could either be girlfriends, friends, whatever, trying to make time for all them as well. That's um, That can be difficult as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why, either, but this memory just popped in my head. I remember when I was at Kentucky and I didn't make the spring. So there's like a certain amount of people that make the spring break team. I remember I still had to get up and do my workouts and shit like that. While all my teammates were enjoying Arizona and I was just like, that was like a super dark time, but um, I don't even know what drove me to keep running. Like maybe it was the idea, like I feel like for you to be able to get up and get through like the pain that, is associated with getting going, I guess. I feel like you have to look, at it, look for a better future. And, like, for example, like, at that one, maybe my vision was, I don't remember, but maybe it was, like, hey, I'm, I can I'll leave and I'll go run professionally and I can do my own stuff on the side, right? Yeah. And it didn't end up working out so well. Like, cause it was a lot more than I had thought. But, I don't know, I think, like, does that work for you? Like, do you envision, like maybe a better life for you envision like you getting closer to your goal getting up? Does that kind of get you through it or is it just?
1: No, definitely. Like there's a times where like, I'm like, you know what this right now it's really shitty. But as long as I keep moving forward, even if I'm like feeling terrible and I hate it, as long as I'm doing something that I know that's not keeping me busy, but keeping me productive as in busy is just, you know, doing something that's, Whatever, but like in my definition, like productive is something that's benefiting my future. As long as I'm doing that, like things will get better. It will. Mm -hmm. Like, as long as you just keep doing that, even if at the present it's just terrible, you you feel terrible, whatever that may be, as long as you just are doing it, it will get better. It's just a time thing, but you have to just stay productive. Even if you're in a terrible mood every day, up and for a few months, eventually it will get better
0: yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. um, So what else? I mean, sorry, my dad just walked in the room.
1: So, I mean, we could just talk briefly about, because we're at 53 minutes right now. Yeah. This is like your first podcast. So, yeah, I mean, the, the cool thing about having separate... Um audio files for this too is like right now, my voice is processed, but yours is just probably coming through like what are you using for a microphone?
0: My earpods, dude, I was just looking at this I'm like super self conscious because your little your little waves here are so much bigger than mine, but I was like, okay, that's probably because he has the the super nice microphone, but I hope the right. sound still comes out okay, and maybe I yeah. should not use these moving forward, but but yeah, but like, you
1: can um what you can do is you know process it just your individual thing but like my microphone it's it's good like you can just throw that in there and it's good but um so that's another cool thing about it but the only thing is the syncing and timing it's like we almost need to like clap at the same time or something you know wait but,
0: well um no I, you can just put it in two because it's gonna be the same length can you just put in like iMovie or something and then just like yeah true. Them together?
1: He, yeah you could do that
0: but then can you just save as an audio file in iMovie no? Yeah, you can do that, yep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's probably what I'll do. I'm going to post this up tonight, too.
1: Yep. So, I mean, the real the real way to do it would be like a, a DAW digital audio workstation, which is what I use for making oh music, but that that would work as well. <laughs> What's that? I was
0: just making fun of you. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm a nerd. I accept it. I don't care.
0: <laughs> no, dude, this is dope. Like, you're so multifaceted. Like,
1: it's very... Dude, very I, I nerd out about so much stuff, so... <laughs>
0: Well, since this is like the get to know you host podcast, um tell us like some of your nerdy stuff you do. I'm curious. Maybe some nerdy stuff I don't even know.
1: I mean, yeah, you you know some of it. The the music production. I've been doing that since gosh, middle I'm school. I'm the DJ. So DJ. yeah, the, the the DJ part is what everyone sees. Like you're having fun out there mixing songs. Things that people don't see is you're spending eight hours making a single kick drum for a song, like synthesizing it and doing all this technical stuff. And like that is a very time consuming, very technical thing. Um, mm-hmm. but it's I, I love that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, it's it's definitely a just nerdy thing you could say. But um, I guess I'm a very technical person and I like figuring out how things work, even if it's very challenging. So um Like photography, you know, I do, I mean, I have, I could get into photography. I just have nice cameras. It's nice to do it for just a nice, you know, have it. And I understand all that stuff. You know, we have all our photographer friends and what they do and not whatnot. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, I have so many different hobbies and definitely I'm at the point where I have to really pick um, what, what I really want to do because it's, it's, it's impossible to fit in everything I want to do. It's it's just I've tried,
0: <laughs> yeah. With,
1: without sacrificing sleep, which if I don't get my sleep, it's a domino effect of everything just starts going boom, 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 and starts failing. So, yeah. So you got but, photography, you got music production,
0: you got um, skateboarding,
1: like yeah, crazy. I don't, I don't know. I mean, a bunch of different stuff, but. I think I've tried it all, and I kind of figure out what I like and what I don't like, so... Yeah. (laughs) And then, yeah, my job, engineering. I mean, that's a very technical thing on its own as well, so... I mean, you could say that I'm literally designing things that keep people alive, so... Kind of crazy to think about. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Which is interesting because, um, again, a lot of the projects I do are with the heart, but right now it's a lot of the respiratory stuff with the coronavirus, which is pretty interesting, so...
0: With Medtronic?
1: Um, yeah, um a lot of their you know respirators and all that kind of stuff um really focusing they, on that,
0: do they convert a lot of their production to like stuff to help combat it,
1: yeah, so like there's you know different uh sections and stuff of the company, and um a lot of a lot of the company is just focusing on um a lot of those devices for things that would treat the coronavirus, like the respirators and all that. Which is funny, did you see uh Trump's announcement? He was like he called like the respirators like generators or something, and today people were like it well, wasn't today, it was like last week, but people were <laughs> really pissed yeah, yeah, people were we'll really pissed off generators. about
0: we'll come up to the generators <laughs> yeah <clears throat> so that's funny,
1: wow, well,
0: another there, thing too. Uh, you should
1: uh you should do one of this with uh Trevor, he's got a pretty interesting story too,
0: dude, I was thinking that so. So like for future people that I was thinking to have on here. um,
1: And we could could even do do mine again too, you know, what you could even do mine again, if this is even just like a trial one. So, and I could stream it and whatnot. So for sure, I was
0: thinking, well, so one of my track friends, Daniel, he's a really good, uh, he's really good track runner. Um, he ran, he ran USA's Ruby. She, she, she set the state record for Minnesota. Um, my soccer friends and then gym orders locally and just people that i've met throughout the network there'll be, yeah. there'll, there'll be some pretty cool names i think if we, if we can get them on here i think we'll, we'll have a pretty sick lineup
1: so yeah so what i would do if i were you i would um stream it if you can get them on video chat as well stream it on twitch and then you can save the um podcast and audio form as well from that so you can get do two two things at a time so i think that'd be pretty cool
0: the tough part about it is though, like I'd have to have him on a Zoom call or something. And that's only that's only limited to forty minutes.
1: Gotcha. So true.
0: Unless they were in the same room. If they're in the same room, that'd be pretty cool. But most of the people, I mean, we can't right now, right? And we won't
1: be able to for the next month. So Well, you could or for the video part, yeah, you do need that. Never mind. I was gonna say you could do it right now. I mean you could do it, but people would probably wanna see the other person as well, you know? So yeah. But, dang
0: well yeah. um so after this we should uh we should probably do a little intro you down for it like a little like um i don't know <laughs> like an intro maybe i i don't know yeah. i feel like that's what we should do yeah actually, whatever we, 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 no we can do it on we can do it on the podcast know, yeah. we'll do it on the podcast you know
1: yeah cool yeah what, what do you have planned for it <laughs> I don't know.
0: We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out as
1: it goes. Okay. Cool, man. Like, what do you mean? Like, what, what kind of intro?
0: Like, you know how, you know, most podcasts they have an intro. Like, for example, in School Greatness, like, they always have, like, some cool sound. And then they say, like, welcome to the whatever podcast. And it's, like, super intense. We, I mean, we don't have to be like that. But we could be like, I don't know. We could be more, we could have it more real. Like, hey, welcome to the podcast where we interview cool athletes and talk about their journeys and failures. Or some shit like that. I
1: don't know. Oh yeah, Which I don't, are, don't know. Oh, maybe I...
0: Kevin and Alex, something like
1: that. Yeah, I mean, I could get really fancy with that if I really wanted to. But um, oh,
0: true. Wait, what? Yo, actually,
1: like I could make yeah. a custom little intro thing, all that for it. So,
0: dude, we gotta have it. We gotta have the EDM drop in there. <laughs>
1: drop <laughs> I mean, if you want, sure. Yeah, dude, let's
0: do it. <laughs> make it lit. We'll make it lit. All right. <laughs> so
1: yeah. What were you saying?
0: Um, I was just saying it's an hour. Should We should, we should probably cap it. here? Yeah, know. do it. Okay. Cool, bro. Well, it was great chatting with you. Hopefully, y'all got some good info about us and our journeys, and hopefully, you guys can take something with it. Should we end it on, on a, some, some sort of question? Should we have a question that we ask everyone? Maybe that'll involve. Yeah. We we'll think, or we can sit on it, unless you have one that comes to mind right now.
1: I think, I mean, what we talked about, like, what? you know based off your journey and your path like what keeps motivating you and like do you have some of those initial motives still bringing you up to this point because i always do Ooh, that you know i like that it's like whatever got me to start like sometimes i still need that at this stage of my journey you know so, totally you have to remember where you came from yeah like exactly
0: that. huh what was yours again i can't remember
1: Um, it was just, uh, I needed a new, a new thing in my life. And again, I just ended a relationship. I had, like, I just knew I wanted something more physical and I wanted to change and I just like found the right thing and it's like just stuck with it since. So yeah, I think that was my initial thing. Just like the ending of a relationship.
0: It's interesting how those like times kind of push you towards something else so like it, pu- it pushes you towards something that you're i don't know i thought supposed to be doing
1: oh definitely it's very powerful yeah
0: what's mine something that keeps me going today i think it's just like my unrealized potential like there's really is unlimited right like how far can you how far can you go oh i know in any in an area right and it's such a trade-off because if you have a lot of things you're doing it's hard to go deeper into each one Yeah. So. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is the p- potential and then, you know, what I can contribute on my short time here on earth. I actually, yeah. so I really look up to Steve Jobs and one of the things, like, I'm sure everybody's seen their, his commencement speech. But one of the lines that stuck up, uh, stuck out to me is, you know, don't waste your time living someone else's life. And basically have the courage to follow what you already know that you're supposed to be. And so yeah. many people are so afraid to do that. Um, for whatever reason
1: for multiple reasons but here's my thing too is um, I've kind of learned this with you know certain friends that may not be friends anymore too is uh, you know I feel like we can relate to this where we're always moving forward and as soon as you know someone tries to bring you backwards or like in a negative way like you you just don't have time for that right now you just have to keep moving and keep those find those people that keep pushing you and everyone's on the same, you know, pace and like there no one's bringing you back. So, cuz there's just you don't need that. 100%. 100%. So, very important to find um good people. 100%.
0: Well, lucky you got you, bro. Lucky you got you. For real. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Well, thank man. you so,
0: thank you so much, man. Um this is episode 0. We're ground floor, man. Of um, the imbue podcast yeah the imbue podcast yeah i um, like it <laughs> so thank you all for listening and stay tuned for what's to come all right Take peace